The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Well, that was fucking dreadful. Hello and welcome back to the Liverpool Groove. Um, the match was shit. Can't really put it any other way than that. Um, the Reds didn't get going whatsoever. Mistakes left, right and centre. Couldn't pass a, pass a ball um, unless it was to a Madrid player. Um, that Madrid team are shit. I've said it for for a couple of years, in all honesty. They're not, they're not a shadow of, of the team they used to be. But last night it looked like Figo and Ronaldo and Roberto Carlos and fucking Raul and all the Galacticos were playing because that's how that's how bad we played. That's that's what we made them look like. So it, it was a fucking it was a bitter pill to take last night. I think firstly you you have got to give credit to Madrid. I think we underestimated them. Uh, as you just said, they have been a shadow of the former shells. Um and then they lose Varan and Ramos and you think and Hazard and you think right um this is fucking to be honest, we were going into the game, how many were we going to score? How many were we going to win by? And how many was the deficit going to be going to Anfield? I think we were all a bit too cocky. I was one of them. I think the players have sort of performed like like it was going to be a sailing game and they brought it to us and, in all honesty, made a fucking holy show of us. I, I can't really explain it any more simpler than that. They, they literally pulled us apart. Even Andy Robbo said the last 15 minutes, you couldn't even get near them. Now, we're chasing... Chasing the game and we can't even get near the box or create a chance. It's fucking scary considering the talent we had on the pitch. Yeah. Um, but gotta give credit where it's due, lad. I think I think what people don't realise as well is when you, you say you lose Ramos and the likes of Varane and that, but that shit house of these distilled in that Madrid team, the way they play, they will sit back and, and absorb the game if they have to, and then swipe it on the counter attack. Now that's distilled, that'll be distilled within the B team. The reserves, the fucking under twenty threes, under twenty. That's how how football is now. The way the first team play is like a model for how the rest of the players play, and we've just disregarded that. Them two centre halves have come in, sat deep, being comfortable, and not let us get near them. And rather than giving us five yards, where you know Sal's got five yards and Manny's got five yards on you with the ball, they're going past you. They've just got close. They've just literally not let us get near them. Um, Mane was a massive concern again for about the 20th time of the season. He's absolutely shocking at the moment. Um, I said before the game, I think Jamie said it on the last podcast as well, it's great having Jota, but at the moment he's a perfect impact sub. Keep it that way. Firmino bringing their two, not inexperienced, but not in the team a lot, bringing their two centre-halves out and manipulating them for the two wingers to get in would have been perfect. I think it was the wrong decision to, to play Jota from the start. Um, first half was embarrassing. Actually embarrassing, though. Like, there's not a single player who could hold the red eye. They had a 10-minute spell in the second half, but as soon as it's 2-0, you know you've lost the game. Yeah, I mean, fair play. 
come they come back, they come out second half, like you say, performed a bit better, got the away goal vitally. So I mean that's one positive to come to come from it. Um I was saying to you before we started here, I, I missed the first half an hour driving home from work. I don't know talk sport, um or something, I don't even know what it was on to be honest, but I had it on something. Um and by the sounds of it, they they were attacking a bit more than us, but we it didn't sound like they were getting much joy. It sounded like Kabak was was dealing all right, not diving in, not being too rash. And then as soon as I walked in the house, they scored. <laughs> so should have stayed in the car early. But no, like you say, the first half was embarrassing. Um, the decision to start Jota was probably one everyone wanted, but now as you say, sort of in hindsight, probably not the right decision. Um, you want that tried and tested front three against an inexperienced defence. Jota didn't lay a glove on them, unfortunately. And, you know, we can let him off. He's been superb for us all season. He hasn't put a foot wrong since he's been at the club. So you can you can afford him an off night. Um, as you say, Mane, shadow, absolute, might as well not have been on the pitch. Um, with the exception of that one time he picked the ball up, used a bit of pace and the defenders fucking fell over. That's the only thing I can remember him doing all game. Um, Keita I mean I'm, I'm, it sounds like I'm going to single out Keita and I'm not because not one defender performed uh, sorry midfielder performed last night Fabinho was shocking Ginny was shocking Keita was shocking it could have been any one of the three that got brought off for Thiago but even when he came on he, he didn't he wasn't much better so the midfield was completely and utterly useless um, Phillips you know he's you're asking them to play against Real Madrid. The lad was playing in the second division of Germany last season, um, and before that, I don't even think. I think I think he made his debut last season, his professional debut. I don't think he played professional football before last season at Stuttgart. So you're asking the lad to jump up from the second division of Germany to the quarterfinals of the Champions League inside 12, 18 months. It's a fucking huge ask. So his inexperience has shown the level he's at. You know, he's, he's been absolutely brilliant for us and I don't think anyone can deny that. But he's kind of shown that why we need to go out and get proper cover for the centre-halves in the summer. I disagree with that, though. I just think, like, again, I think pace has is, pace is ruined him over and again. But when they analysed it and they showed you the two full-backs, and it was, it was a little bit weird, the two centre-halves jobs to, to chase back for them, you know, for the, the first goal and the, and the second it's as if, like, they've been told, you know, oh, stay, keep your line, stay in position, and let the fullbacks do the chasing. I, I think he put him and Kappa out of our whole team are the only two who could probably say, I've had a fucking go there. I've had an actual go. I've tried. I've tried. Num- number of blocks, I think they had about 18 shots, and about 10 were blocked between them two defenders. So you've got to, as you say, it's, he's gone from second German league, league to quarter final at Champions League in just over a year and it's a massive step up but he, he showed time and time again in the Premier League against decent opposition that he's capable he just can't be isolated and left on his own and unfortunately when Trent's having a game like that that's what happens he's just exposed and it's hard he's got no pace whatsoever and we've discussed it time and time again I think Jamie Webster pointed out today as well he's got to sit deeper and he said, yeah, we are sitting like five yards deeper. We've got to be 20 yards deeper. We've got to be at the edge of our box when you're playing teams like that. They've done it to us. 
they nullified our attack by sitting at the edge of their own box. We couldn't get near them because the closer they are to their goal, the harder it is for them to, for us to get near it. Yeah. And we just let them in. We're just inviting pressure all the time. Now we understand, like, we can't, we just stuck with Kabach and Phillips and Van Dijk. Uh, Gomez has had a few injuries. Matip's made a glass. So we do, we still need a centre half, but I think it's, I think it's harsh the abuse Phillips has got. Um, and as you just said, we found his level. I, I disagree with that because it's his first big Champions League game, really, against a big truck opposition. And I still think he's done all right. I just think he, he got caught a few times, which you're going to expect. Um, the speed of their wingers. And then Benzema just takes the absolute piss the way he drifts out wide. And unfortunately, no one follows him. So, yeah, I, I think, I think in, in all... As a defensive unit, it was an absolutely terrible display for the three goals. But other than other than that, you know, without them, you could be on the, on the end of a 10 0 or a 10 yeah. 1 loss. Don't he, get me wrong. Bed well at times. Yeah, sorry to interrupt. Um, I, don't get me wrong. I, Trent and, and Robbo were a million times worse last night than either Phillips or Kabak. But I just think centre halves nowadays. You've kind of got to have that, that Van Dyke about yeah, especially in our system. If we're so adamant on playing this high line, we've we've got to have a Van Dyke and a Gomez or equivalents of them in there. Someone you know who's got the pace. Um, you know, I think gone are the days where you've got a got a John Terry or even a you know even a Jamie Carragher, slow as pig shit, but the reading of the game was second to none, so they didn't need pace. I think gone with Liverpool anyway. Uh, them days aren't there anymore at the minute. And we've, That's like you say, we've, I know I, it is, I know it is. I think it's down to clocks to say, listen, I haven't got that, that personnel in the team at the moment, so I'll have to change the tactics. And that's down to him. Can't expect Phillips to be running back 50, 60 yards to fucking to make tackles. He, he hasn't got it in him. Neither's Kabak, neither's Arnold. The only one in that back four who's, who's going to do that is Robbo. Time and time again, do you know what I mean? That's It's, it's on clocks, we, we've discussed it. You know, when you're playing a team that's going to attack you, then and and the fucking dead good at it. You know, put a deep, put, play deeper. It's that simple. But if we, if we play if we play that high line against a team like City or again, say we get in, like, whatever happens, we ever play against like Bayern Munich or whatever. They just take. They're going to rip you to shreds straight away as soon as they see that line, and that's our that's our weakness. That's the one thing they're saying it's with. The first thing yeah. they do. Um, cruise through ball, moderate through ball, right through the middle, right over the top, over that, over that slow, lethargic defence. Really. You know, they've got great players in that midfield, but you look at the ages of them Casemiro's 29, Tony Cruz is, is 31, Luca Modric is 35. They shouldn't, with all due respect to them, they've been one fantastic players over the years. They shouldn't be running a game from midfield with the likes of Fabinho, who's in his prime. Naby Keita, who's supposedly in his prime, and Gini Wijnaldum, who he had that one burst before we scored, didn't he? And he seems to always have that one fucking burst in the game where he'll pick the ball up, he'll beat three men, and he'll create a chance, and then he doesn't do it again all game. I think I think our, our tactics were to, to... I think we knew the age of their midfield, and if we could tie them, knowing they weren't much more, they were going to be able to bring on to change a game. That's, this is what, what my attitude was when I seen the team. Naby Keita was a pressure machine. He'll chase everything down. He'll run everywhere. Wijnaldum was the same. Fabinho was the same. But Fabinho will stick to a role more. 
do that, tie them out, fucking knacker them, don't let them touch the ball, have them running from pillar to post, and then bring on Firmino, bring on Thiago to open the gaps of a tired Madrid. They made a show of us. They, they, they had us running around there down midfield, running from pillar to post. It was embarrassing. I don't know whether it was just underestimating the absolute top quality of their midfield, but that's where the games won, effectively, in midfield. And we didn't have a midfield yesterday at all. First thing, the first player on the pitch for me yesterday was Milner. It had to be Milner. Milner playing in alongside um, probably Wijnaldum. I'd have had Milner, a bit of shit out of me, someone who's going to lay a glove, someone who's going to snap, get hurt or hurt, someone willing to put a bit of fight in. And he wasn't there. The performance against Arsenal was magnificent. And then he got stopped for Madrid. Don't know whether it's an age thing or a tired thing, you know what I mean? But to throw Keita in there was purely for pressing purposes only. And he didn't do it. But as you say, the other two didn't either. They were fucking shocking. Yeah. Do you think that is? Do you think that's probably the the one, the biggest game where you've really seen how much we've missed Henderson? Yeah, massive games like that, and even the Chelsea game where again it's all through the midfield to get them get them tore apart. It's like abuse. It's like you're watching it knowing the, that the bullying us. But again, Madrid played a game yesterday where they were a little, they were a bit late in some of the tackles. They were dragging us. They were fucking messing with the referee. The referee had a shocker, but at the end of the day, you can't blame him for the shit that we're doing on the pitch. That's where Henderson and, and your Milners and that get stuck in. And mm. they, they'll leave one late and won't be asked about getting booked. You, you need that little nasty streak and they've both got it. I think after everything that, that we've gone through in the, with Madrid, the, the shit they they've done to cost us games or whatever, we should have been going there wanting to fight and we went in the opposite. He literally bullied us. And that's the annoying thing for me. I don't mind when you get you get outperformed, but getting out battled and out fought kills you. And that midfield gang of pussies. Yeah. I mean, I've seen someone um, someone on Twitter, I can't quite remember who, who it was that tweeted it, but said we went there and it was if we were in awe of Real Madrid. We weren't there to play footy against them. We were there to watch them. And that's what it felt like. And I kind of agree. You know, like you say, we didn't lay a glove on them until what the 60th minute, and and that was it. We were having shots from long range. Fair enough, have a go if you think if you think the chances on. But like, it felt like it got to a point where we were just shooting for the sake of it because we, we went a full half with with fucking nothing. And I, I don't, I just don't know. It just it didn't happen, and we've got a fucking mountain to climb in the second leg now. Yeah, we have. Like, even that saying we're in awe of them, like we're playing in the fucking beach stadium, we're playing in some little shithole like Luton's ground. Fucking chronic. There's no one in there. Should be going there and and just fucking battering them. Simple as that. It's a shithole. Go and batter them in it. Get it over and done with. And we just didn't. We didn't have a fight in us. It, it felt. Do you know what? It felt like a bit of a um, even the build up in that. It felt like a bit of a league league cup game or something. And you mm. see that stadium and. You know, you see the changes we've made in the team and you just think something doesn't add up here. I just think it was a total lack of respect for them. Uh, we got our fucking eye wiped. We got made a show off, literally, that first half. But it didn't change enough the second half. So it's all good. We had a few chances. I had about 18 chances, lad, and, and some of them were really good chances, you know, last-ditch tackles and that. Yeah. 
I'm just sick this season of saying, oh, you know, we'll see what happens. We've got... If we were in Anfield and it was going to be full and we were all going, 100% got a chance. But they're not going to not score at Anfield, I don't think. Because um, it's the same. No. They're going to come to a big fancy stadium and they're going, they're going to want to show us up in our, in our stadium and show that they're the better team. So yeah, I've got a bit of a history now. So I just don't think we... I think we went there... I think we give them, we give them, like, it's not enough respect, but way too much respect, if you get me. Mm. As daft, as fucking contradictive that is. I feel like there was, like, like a mental block from from the last time we played them. That's how I feel like it was. I feel like there was, like, a complete mental block. And... No matter what we done yesterday, we were going to lose because the, the psychological effects from the last time was still there for many of them. We just didn't, we didn't leg up on them. I mean, it was just, I'm just waffling shite here because it was, it was shite. It was utter shite. Yeah. But I do think the psychological effect of that cup final, it was, it was like one of them where we go in there. I'd like to have seen us get in, get stuck in. Flying in, naughty tackles, few bookings, and fight for the for the results. But instead, as you say, we went there, sort of watched them play magnificent football in the centre of the park, stood still, let them fucking ping us everywhere, and now we've got a fucking massive mountain to climb. Do you reckon this is what Blues feel like before a derby every year? They go in with so much hope and optimism, and then at the end of the day, they fuck it up and can't fucking do anything, except for this year, obviously. Like, but. This is what, this is what it must feel like. It, it, it's fucking heartbreaking, and um, I'll just do it. Fair play to you, um, <laughs> but it, it was yeah. It was like you said before. It was embarrassing. Um, they didn't turn up. Salah, you know, took his goal. Well, I I thought it was offside myself, like, but at least he got that right after fucking three minutes. Um, I say that that's for me. That's the only positive I can take from the game is that we got an away goal. Um, if you would have offered me, you know, one all or even two one at the start of the night, I probably would have took it. Three one is again feels like a mountain, like you say, without without the fans there. It's not the same as as going three 0 behind against Barcelona. It, it's not the same. People are going to bring it up because it happened, but it's two completely different scenarios. This might as well be a friendly competition right now. Own away doesn't exist at the minute. It's not a thing. It's just the fact, except for the players, where they've got to travel. To us, home and away means fuck all at the minute. Prepare to play away. Um, yeah. I mean, that went. Yeah, as you say, I just don't, I don't think without the crowd, I, personally, you know, I don't think we've got, really got much of a fucking chance, but you, you never know what Liverpool, you never know what teams want. If, if they turn up, they've got a fucking massive chance. If they turn up and they get an early goal, mate, then it's all on again. But I can't see... You know, without the atmosphere the way that the Manalas at the moment, I just can't see it. I, I don't know what our best team is. I don't, I just don't know. I just I don't know what. Um, I mean, I'm just hoping Jordan Henderson just like arrives at the start of the game, like he's the Undertaker or something, lad. Like it all just goes dark and just there that dung, and then there's Henderson with a big fucking trench coat and a hat on, ready to the back of his head. Yeah, lad, that's what I'm hoping for, but um. Now, obviously, we'll always fucking have the belief that we're going to do something, but after that performance last night, it's going to take a fucking miracle. 
Um, we've obviously we've got Villa on Sunday, so there's a, there's a big fucking there's some payback needed to be dished out there after the league game, especially. Um, would you drop? Uh, drop isn't the right word, but would you rest Robbo? No. no. See, I've seen people saying Robbo's knackered. He's exhausted. He's played he every minute, he and he's played every minute for fucking Scotland. Yeah, he is. He's absolutely fucking shattered, lad, and he's still putting in a more of a shift than strength. Get strength out the team. Get him out the team for, for a bit. I, I just, he's fucking terrible defending. He's absolutely shite defending, and he doesn't put a shift in. He doesn't work hard enough. I, I just don't know what's going on. I don't, I've, I've discussed it time and time again. Is, is it tactics, is it not? But he's just a fucking lazy bastard. He's got no interest in getting back. He, he got he done that one and I talked to him, magnificent fucking chase back and tackle. Brilliant. But I won't even go too far with the goal. The goal is just one of them fucking co- massive cockle on the night. He's fucked up. Ah, oh, well, that's not what kills you. It's just as lack. It's just total disregard for, for getting back. He's a, he's a, he's a target. You know, if he was playing from the league, he'd be the first player you'd target. That's how bad he is a defender. You just twat it to that corner over and over again because you know at some point you're going to get in behind him because he just can't be arsed getting back. So for me, Trent, I play Milner. Play Milner right back and get rid of Trent. Get him out the team for a bit. If, if England are going to drop him, then we've got to fucking follow suit at some point. Don't get me wrong. Half getting dropped for England, but it, it is a form game and he hasn't been in form this season. We've talked about him all season. He's great going forward. He's a fantastic winger. He's an absolute fucking horrific right back. I, I, I disagree with the England squad being a form thing. It's it's predominantly a name thing. Um, Jordan Pickford is still the England number one. He was injured. That's the only reason he wasn't in the team last time. He's horrendous. Um, I I don't value the opinion of Gareth Southgate for whatsoever. This is a man who got Middlesbrough relegated in his first season as a manager or second season as a manager. How, how you go from getting fucking Middlesbrough relegated and your next job being England under the 21s and then the fucking England manager. Only in this fucking country would that happen. But I don't give a shit about the national team. In fact, I hope Tim fucking doesn't play again this season just so he doesn't go to the Euros. Fuck them. Don't send any no, of our players there. What I mean about that is like, he's been he's been absolutely clearly horrendous this season. It's for, for all to see in, in every aspect of his game, barring the old cross he puts in. He doesn't do anything else. He's like he's 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 like David Beckham. He offers absolutely fuck all on a football pitch other than he can cross a ball at the moment. Now he's been brilliant, he's, he's defended well in some games, he's shown he can defend in some games. This season, he's not even trying to get back and defend. He's doing maybe one or two a game. He, he is a target of every opposition, every single game. And it's, it's time and time again. And as I've said, I don't know whether it's a tactic or he's just a lazy bastard. But something's got to give with him where at what point you take him out of the team, say, you're not playing good enough. Because he's not. I agree he's not playing good enough. But again, with the England thing, I disagree that it's a form thing. He's, he's got better defensive stats than both of these James and Aaron Wambasaka and Keaton Trippier because he hasn't played footy for four months for gambling. Um, he's got better defensive stats than all of them. So why is Trent having a bad season and they're not? Couldn't answer you. 
So, but it's different, isn't it? Because his levels are fucking massively dropped. That's the thing. Theirs have never been there yet. So if, if they're slightly improving, but he's getting worse and worse, then as a manager, do you give him a kick up the arse and say, right, you drop for this next game or this next few games, sort yourself out, get back into your defensive duties and and we'll, we'll see where you're at. That's, that's what I'd, I'd like to think the conversation has been. Doesn't that you're still not show? on yourself from last season. You haven't been a patch on yourself defensively or offensively. You put the odd cross in, got the odd assist. Yeah, you're not as good as you were last season, and these are keeping up behind you. So, but if he's having the worst season of his career at only 22, bearing in mind, and these are supposedly having better seasons than him, yet he's still ahead of them in every aspect of his game. Doesn't that show the level that he's that he's still got, even in his worst season? He's still performing stats wise. I know you can't base everything on stats, and it sounds naive for me to say it, but based on stats, he's still having better seasons than them. So, doesn't that show his level anyway? What what are the stats though? When you look at stats with the defence be bad, he's probably being asked to defend a lot more for the reason why his defensive stats are very high because he's been asking to do more, but he's failing more than he ever has. So how many blocks is he having a game? How many crosses is he stopping? How many times is he getting back into our half? It's still not enough for what we need at the moment because our defence is shocking. But stats-wise, it might be brilliant. But like you said, like we said a few weeks back, I can't remember what game it was when Nico played. That's again, it's a clock thing. It's it, it's not a same thing. We've seen it. Nico played exactly the same way the last time he played. But why is it not a Robbo thing? What it can only be with the left back and not the right back. Robbo goes up and comes straight back. Goes up, comes back. Goes to their corner flag, then to our corner flag. Makes a block, runs back up. Arnold literally doesn't come back into our own half unless he's the last man. It's baffling. Not, not all about Trent. Trent had an absolute May yesterday. It's not all about him. And then the Arsenal game, he played well. So it's just one of them. Um, maybe a bit overboard on Trent, but I personally, I, I, I'd rather see. I'd rather see us if he's if he's not giving us what he was giving us going forward, and you can you can risk them numbers for the odd cross, the odd goal. Then I'd rather see a better defender there. Personally, I'd rather Milner's a better defender than. Trent. Milner right back is more stable, offers us a lot more security at the back, which is at the moment what we need. Fair enough. I uh, respect the opinion, even if I don't necessarily agree with it. But no, that, what, changes, what changes? Just mean changes. What changes would you make for, for Villa? Um, Naby Keita, not not Ronaldo. I've said time and time again, I don't know why Wijnaldum's still kicking up all for us. He's told us he's going, just out there, and he, he gave him the fucking armband, which baffled me. You know, here's a lad leading the line for you, fighting for you, who's told you all he's fucking off. So that makes no sense to me. Um, I wouldn't change the centre-halves. I'd change, I'd change Trent for Milner. I'd have Fabinho... <laughs> I'd probably play Fabinho, Thiago and Jones. Yeah, or Oxlade. And recently, but he can't fucking seem to get a start at the minute. I know, it's mad. And I'd, I'd play Jota from the bench and start Firmino. Because I think, at the minute, Jota's an absolutely fantastic, super sub, you can say, impact player. And 
when I seen the team yesterday, they weren't necessarily upset with it at all. Keys are all pressure to death. Ronaldo and Will, Fabinho and Will, Thiago will come on with Firmino and make massive, massive changes to open the gap. I was thinking Thiago and Firmino will come on and Firmino will play number 10 behind Jota to open that gap up. But yeah. um, not, not to be. Yeah, so I haven't got to do nothing drastic sometimes. You just have a bad day at the office. We've had too many bad days at the office to say it's a bad day at the office, unfortunately. So, you know, I think I think Trent needs to kick up the arse. I think Keita, um, quite a few yesterday, but couldn't wait to see Keita play. Couldn't wait to see him start, and he was horrendous. And then all of a sudden, it's Keita out. Get rid of Keita. Keita has to go. Keita hasn't played for one month. He's yeah. getting last in against Real Madrid. It's absolutely fucking stupid if you ask me. But he he's not been the player he wants. When we when we were going forward, it was down to Keita though from the midfield, breaking breaking through, trying to take a man on, trying to think outside the box. Everything else was just stale and passive. So um, he, as even Klopp said, he could have took any of that fucking midfield three outs. It just that happened to be him. Um, but I think again, I think it was the wrong decision. I think it needed to be Milner. Who come on, a little bit of grit, a little bit of experience, a little bit of someone who, you know, we know Fabino can play play Milner a little bit deeper and let Fabino fucking go a bit go a bit more forward to, to break up the play higher up the pitch. I think for me it was just we were lacking a leader. We were like like you know for you know if Endo was on there last night and that first goal gets can gets conceded the same way it does. Endo's not letting them rest. Endo's making sure everyone's back. Henderson's dropping back with them, you know what I mean? The gaps aren't there anymore if Endo's on the pitch. Um, as I say, Fabinho, we know how good he is as a defensive midfielder. He's he's one of the best in the world. But he, di- he didn't perform like it last night. He wasn't breaking any. But it's not only, again, it's not only defensively where we lacked passing. I, I can't remember. I think we had, I think when Thiago come on, the passing improved a little bit. In terms of long passes, short passes, we were horrendous. Um, Trent had that one where he sort of half volleyed it, which which Jota got his head on. Um, but oh, like you say, overall it was it was abysmal. And yeah, I think right now Villa will be fucking licking the lips at the prospect of playing us on that performance. But we've got to fucking make them pay. Oh, I, I hope they're underestimating us. I really hope they are. Which sounds fucking stupid, with with the fucking still the reigning champions of England, and and we're talking about Villa fucking relishing the chance of playing us. It's fucking crazy. It's mad, lad. It's mad. Okay, it's been so it and missed this season. We haven't found a bit of consistency. You know, we win a game, we lose a game, we win a game, and then we get made a show of, and then we make a show of someone, and it, it's absolutely mad. I can't put my finger on it, but I think it's more frustrating for Klopp because. I don't think he knows we can trust in that team anymore. The likes of Ronaldo there and Keita, you know, he's put Keita in to, to prove himself on the big stage and he was fucking shit. But that could be a case of, I haven't played for you for months, mate. Give us yeah. a fucking minute. You know what I mean? That's fair enough. But again, them type of games, that's where Keita can come on and change a game. Doesn't change it from the start. You've got to get it. Sometimes you've got to get an eye for what's actually happening on the pitch before, you know, before you can see who you're going to introduce to the pitch. And I don't know why the why he started Keita only for pressing, but I think, I think sometimes some players are just too good. And, you know, Wijnaldum, Keita and Fabino, they're not a Cruz or a Modric, you know what I mean? They're, they're not. 
they're absolutely world-class players. Cops made half decent players look very good for three years. I just think I think we're going to need a shake-up in the summer. I said before, quite happy to see Ronaldo and Gold. We can replace him with a, with another centre mid. Um, Fabinho needs to just a few more games in that sense defensive mid role, but he needs help as well. And that's another thing. Like we didn't didn't work hard enough. No, Paul, I was left on his own in that sense of the pitch, fucking time and time again. Um, and then again, you've got you've got the, the speed of their attackers. Was just just a hard night, lad. To be honest, I think we underestimated yeah. them. And well, I, I think next season when you've got Van Dijk and Gomez back in it, or I'm assuming, let's just say it's going to be Gomez at the minute. We don't know who we're going to bring in in the summer, obviously, but let's say it's going to be Van Dijk and Gomez back. You've got Fabinho sitting in front, and then you've got hopefully what I consider our best midfield at the moment when everyone's fit is Fabinho, Henderson, and Thiago. That that for me is our best midfield when everyone's fit. You put them two in front of Fabinho and put Gomez and Van Dijk behind them, and you've got you've got a fucking unbelievable little unit there straight away. You know what I mean? So yeah, it again we've we've fucking I don't know how many times we've mentioned the injuries. Um, might as well just change this to the fucking injury podcast. Um, but it, it is the injuries of obviously have an effect. You can't you, you don't you don't justify that performance last night, but. When you consider the Fabinho on his own is very good, put put the better players around him that we know we've got to come back, and Fabinho goes to the next level because the players around him are at that next level with him. So I think that that's part of it for me. Yeah, I think you you're spot on, but again, I think like as you said before, there wasn't a single leader on the pitch, bar and Robbo. You'd say there's not a fucking soul who's talking there. There's not one. Person going to be speaking to each other. No one making sure the positions are, you know, set in stone. Said time and time again, and again, Trent. But when Anderson was playing centre half, all you heard on the pitch, Trent, 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 he's screaming at him, telling him where to be and what to do. Even at, at points, what pass to make and who to pass it to. We haven't got that on the pitch. It's fucking silence. You didn't hear a single voice on Liverpool yesterday. Um, just shocking. We, we need leaders in the team, and unfortunately, all eyes are injured. Um, so I think the team selection wasn't what it should have been but I understand the reasons behind it I think Keita needs a bit more time before he's just lasting against Real Madrid I think that was fucking stupid um, Jota shouldn't have started because he's a fantastic impact player and you, just got, you know we could go to Villa and fucking talk them 5-0 with the same team you don't know it's just on the day I just think as you say I think um, he did we sort of looked up to them a little bit too much. And I do think that that final we had with them, when they bullied us, I think there was still a bit of that in the mind. And I feel like we responded to it completely the wrong way. We let them play footy instead of just fucking volume everywhere. The referee was on their side anyway. If you're going to get for fucking a player to die for an elbow, fucking make sure your elbow him, get him, hate him. That's what, what we should be doing and we don't. And it annoys me. Now, you could go on, you could talk about this all day. We were fucking shit. We didn't deserve anything. We, we fucking scraped the goal well in. We take that back to Anfield and hopefully it helps us. But you, you could go on the other side and say, yeah, 1-0, shit defending, shit play, all-round play, shit. We could score ourselves. Um, oh, the, sorry, the second goal, absolutely abysmal play from Trent. That's just a mistake. That happened. So we've gifted them that. 
So say that's one nil. But that attack shouldn't happen in the first place because Mane's dragged down, he's fouled. That should that should have went to VAR and that goal should be fucking chalked off. Not a goal, as far as I'm concerned. Then we score, and then we could score again, and then there's a block. I think Manny goes through, and there's a boss block. So you could within a couple of minutes you could be two one two two three two Liverpool, and the fucking tires spun on its head, and then we make that mistake. Complete laziness, shambolic defence for the third goal. The third goal is the worst for me because we were in control of the game at the time, and it just literally from that position where they are in the corner flag. To, to get to the edge of our box like that and a, a simple a simple goal is just absolutely fucking disgusting defending. More so from Ronaldo though. It's just completely static and embarrassing. Uh, but fucking hey-ho. That's the way it is, unfortunately. Yeah, as I say, we've, um, we, could, we could go on and on about how bad the performance is. Everyone knows how bad the performance was. Um, just got to fucking try and be a bit positive look at Ed to Villa hopefully give them a little pasting but right now I'd take a 1-0 and um, you know we've, we've got to we've got to chase down the mighty West Ham um, who were flying by the way fair play to them <laughs> I'll be honest with you Jay do you know what half time from Evertonian um, my mate Mark texted me and said chin up lad this will be 2-2 I said I'll tell you now it won't but I'll take 3-1 right now because I knew they were going to score again. I just wanted us to get a goal. 3 ones not the end of the world. It's, it's not. European football, you know, we can we can win soon at Anfield. Yeah. Um, but it's got to be based on a good result at the weekend as well. If we get beat by Villa and then we're going, we've got Madrid coming with a two-goal lead, it doesn't look fucking great. If we, if we can throw a few past Villa, get Maral up a little bit, you know, give Klopp an headache for him to pick because everyone played that good then that's what you want. But we need to just completely disrespect Madrid when they come, fucking volley them around our pitch. Uh, another massive point that I've, I've seen as well is that it sounds absolutely stupid. Now, there's the police come to collect me because this is how <laughs> stupid this sounds. But um, the pitch that we played on yesterday was fucking tiny. It was small and it was watered to fuck and they're used to it. So, as daft as it sounds, I think when, when the pitch is broader and longer, I think we, we can use that, that area to fucking get in behind them a lot more. It was too compact for us to play the way we play. Um, so that's me stupid little point that I'm going to hope on field without the fans is going to give us, is that I think it's a bigger pitch and we'll water it the way we want it watering. <laughs> <laughs> Throw some fucking sunflowers in the cock with you. You fucking uh, you you've been you've been having a look at Klopp's excuse book there, haven't you? <laughs> oh mate, I hope it's windy and fucking rainy. No, honestly, I, I didn't look at that, and it's it's um, it was the same at Arsenal years ago. People used to hate playing at Ivory because their pitch was different. Hmm. It's, it's little things like that that the difference in size, you know, can can change the the dynamic of a game. If you need an extra fucking foot to to be as wide as you need to be on the pitch, then that makes each one of their players a foot. A foot further away, you've got bigger gaps to get in. It's a it it sounds stupid, but it can be a big difference. So we'll see. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> let's let's wait and see. And uh, let let's end let's end on a positive. Eh? Uh, so obviously Sunday just gone. We uh, we sat we talked with Jamie Webster, and uh, it was fucking boss. We talked for days that lad, but it was fucking. I say it was boss. <laughs> uh, 
And yeah, if you haven't checked it out, um, it's up on YouTube, and you can obviously get it on you know Spotify and Apple and Google and wherever else you might listen to us. But uh, Jay was like a little fan girl, weren't you? Oh, I loved it, lad. That was made up. Yeah, it was brilliant. So I wish we got to ask him the questions we had down, but it was, <laughs> you know what? It was nice actually to to not, you know, I think he, he might go on podcast after podcast and be a bit sipped by talking about his music and just might, might have felt like he was in the boozer with us having, having a talk about the red. So give a bit of normality back to him. So it was nice to, to have a proper chat about Liverpool. Thankfully, it was about the fucking good performance against Arsenal. But, <laughs> no, yeah. um, if we were getting them on today, we would have been doing might sound like fucking a gang of dickheads on that last one now, but it is what it is, isn't it? That's footy for you. It is. Uh, well, thanks for listening. Hope you've all enjoyed it. And um sure we'll be we'll be back after the Villa game. We're hopefully a bit of a better mood. Up the Reds. Sports Social Podcast Network.